Hey everyone, I am the Chosen One Legend here, as always joined by my co-host. Hi, I'm Kai, also known as Faskarine. And welcome back to the Bunch of Jokers podcast, where we talk Nintendo news from the past month. Already a month into 2024, and as expected, not, not a whole lot happened. We're always <laughs> holding out for that February Direct. We know they're going to give it to us. <laughs> It's just a matter yeah, of time. Exactly. <laughs> you, you always just have that lull in January where yeah. like, all the Christmas stuff has already happened, it's all come out, and we're just waiting on February for that to happen because we know that there's probably going to be a direct during it. So we're exactly. just in that weird spot where, like, I don't know, we're just a little hungry for, <laughs> for stuff to happen. <laughs> yeah. That being said, there has been some odd little bits, some kind of unexpected stuff, so we're definitely... Still have things to talk about, as of course, as always, finishing up with what we've been playing in the past month. And there will be timestamps in the description below if you want to check out the different sections. But for now, let's just get started with our first segment of the podcast, Can't Have a Podcast Without News Baby, where we run over a few of the news highlights we want to talk about. And starting things off, Smash Bros Ultimate, for some unknown reason, Got an update this month of more spirits added. Uh, two waves. First one giving us Nintendo characters Noah, Mio, Rauru, and Ochi, which and, and Deep Cut. You know, it sort of all makes sense. Then the second wave with third-party characters from like Hades and Thirteen Sentinels and what? <laughs> <laughs> it's very strange, isn't it? Like, yeah. you know, I kind of get, I kind of get the ones you mentioned, like you know, Ochi makes sense and all of that sort of thing. But even then, it's still kind of weird that they're updating the game this late in with mm. nothing but a couple of random spirits, and then adding in stuff like Thirteen Sentinels. It's like, uh, okay, that's weird. Like, I don't know where it's come from. I don't know why they've done it. Like, the game is is basically done at this point. Mm. Uh, but sure, okay, it's it's not bad, I guess. No, it's like, I, I'm a sucker for collecting stuff in Ultimate. I, I had all the spirits, so I nabbed these, and it, it's cool to see them. It, there's some creative implementations of them, like they, they use uh, Dark Samus made larger for the interlink of Noah and Mio and stuff like that. It's they They do some clever stuff with them, but it's just, like, the last, as far as I'm aware, the, the last spirit updates were back, like, not long after Sora released, which was 2021. So, after all those years, for them to randomly come back, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna, like, read into this. Like, some people are saying, this means that they're developing an update for Smash Ultimate for the Switch 2, or whatever. <laughs> it's, like, not impossible, but it, it's just spirits. You can't read into it too much. But it, it's one of those things that's, like, weird, but neat, I suppose. Sure, why not? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's fine. Like yeah. <laughs> it's, it's never a bad thing to have more spirits, but it's just very out of left field. So I am yeah. personally gonna discard this one as just Nintendo being a little strange. Um, but you know, people were gonna theorize no matter what. Yeah, it's. I still wish that they'd added some sort of custom spirits mode where you could create your own spirit fights and then share them or something yeah. like that. Obviously, you couldn't have the you know the images, but that would have been neat. But um. More, more random third-party spirits than that? Sure, I'll take it. But the uh, for our next news story, we're going over to Microsoft. Now, they had their own presentation, which, as you can assume, per usual, boring, drawn out, not much to say. <laughs> but the one game I do want to mention from it is they showed off a trailer of a new Indiana Jones game, Indiana Jones and the Great Circle, coming out this year. 
and I, you know, I've watched the films. I'm, I'm a bit of a fan of the series, and it looks really good. Like they've got a, a great impersonation of Harrison Ford going on there. The sort of the whole action with the whip. It, it's first person, which is the weirdest decision. I don't exactly get. But other than that, this like feels like a really fun, authentic, put you in the world of Indiana Jones. It's just a shame that I don't have a console to play it on. But yeah, <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a very interesting one. I only saw a small snippet of the trailer. I didn't watch the, the showcase in the, at all. Can't blame. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, no, I'm not personally a huge Indiana Jones guy, but I know that there's been there's been quite a few games at this point, haven't there? Hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I I trust that it will be fine at worst. I yeah. guess we'll see. <laughs> I mean, it's by Looks the team enough. Yeah, I believe it's by the team who developed Wolfenstein. So I guess they just, mm-hmm. they have a habit of making good games where you beat up Nazis. So yeah, sure, give them Indiana Jones and that sort of fits. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's one of those things where if they can sort of, we're getting so many good like sort of tying games and stuff like the Spider-Man, which captures the feeling of that series perfectly and Batman's done it. So more of those, please. <laughs> just uh, keep mm-hmm. them coming. The next, now, this, I, I wasn't sure whether or not to mention this, but I feel like it's blown up over the gaming and Nintendo community. I kind of have to bring it up a little bit. You Have you kept up with the Power World scenario, Kai? Have you seen oh, all of that? Oh, God. I've been, I've been trying my best to keep out, but I have, yeah. I have seen some stuff, so probably worth talking about, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to... I mean, there's not really much too much to say. Obviously, it's came out, and I haven't even really seen much of the gameplay, but there's been this big controversy of some of these designs... Look very familiar, <laughs> and not just <laughs> not just slightly. And it's it's got to the point where Pokemon Company themselves have commented on it, saying they're going to look into things. By all accounts, the game apparently is decent enough; it's doing well. But it would not be doing nearly as well as it was if it wasn't for this whole controversy, would it? I mean, that's what's boosted it to like crazy numbers. It always does. Oh yeah, I can imagine the amount that's helped by. It's it's kind yeah. of weird though. Like if, you know, people are talking about the the legality around it and like hmm. if it's really such a big deal like Nintendo slash Game Freak, like they they have a legal team as we know, like they can deal with it. Yeah. I don't see why people squabbling on Twitter is going to make a shred of difference. Exactly. Like, yeah. There are legal teams that, like, it's their jobs to do this. You don't need to spend your pastime <laughs> debating whether Power World is, is doing a great thing to push Pokemon to the next level, or if it's a sin that, uh, you know, is, is copying and plagiarizing. Like, it doesn't matter. It, Nintendo can do what they want with it and, like, you know, push charges or, you know, not charges, but, like, a cease and desist if they really want to. Yeah. Like, this is just one of those matters that has been extrapolated so much because, you know, if you want to play it, then then play it. Like, you don't need to valiantly defend it or horrendously attack it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. It, it's just one of those things of uh, Twitter gotta be Twitter. And, mm. I, of course, it the other thing, of course, are people throwing out like, oh, it's the Pokemon killer. No, it's not. Pokemon's not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's Pokemon. Mm. I mean, you can, you can make a fair thing about, yeah, maybe this looks really good. You know, Pokemon companies should put more time into polishing their games. Yeah, there's all that stuff. But at the end of the day, no matter what, this isn't going to affect Pokemon going forward. It's just a, it's going to blow up as, as it does. It's going to be huge. And then it maybe it will have a consistent player base, but it's going to drop off significantly once this all blows over. So it's I don't really care for it, but um, 
I thought I should mention it, given it's like the thing of the gaming community this past month for some unknown reason. Yeah, but... it was it was like number one on Steam, I think. So yeah, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's pretty big right now. We'll we'll see. Give it a couple of months, and we'll see whether it is a trend or if it's holding up or if it even exists at that point. I don't yeah. know. It's just one of those things that we'll have to wait and find out on. In the meantime, Nintendo have been given their own updates on their game still. We we may not be in the February Direct season yet, but they've given us some trailers. Uh, the first of which was a new trailer for Princess Peach Showtime. They showed off two new forms, uh, ninja and cowboy uh, sort of looks for Princess Peach, and a bit of gameplay. I still have no bloody clue what this game is, though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It looks interesting, but what, what do you think, Kai? It's really weird. It's kind mm. of like what I theorised at the beginning, where it is sort of a multi-genre game. Uh, yeah. You know, where every level is a different style. And I kind of like that a lot. Um, but I, I am I am still in agreement that, like, we don't really know what this game is all about. We don't know exactly. You know, we've seen a little bit of gameplay. There's, like, you know, 2D fighting sections. There's 3D fighting sections. There's investigation. There's a cooking thing. Like, there's there's all these sorts of different mini-games, which look fun. But, um, you know, I'm, I, I think we have to wait until it comes out to really see... Is this mm. good? <laughs> yeah. Or is it the equivalent of like cooking mama on the 3DS or whatever? I don't know. You <laughs> well, know, where it's like... just one of those random knockoff games with mini games. We'll find out. Yeah, the sort of the main concern I have is it, it's doing so many different avenues that are all of them going to be half baked? You know, it it kind of yeah. from what we've seen so far, they don't look unfun or anything. You know, we saw a bit of platforming with the with the like ninja section and whatnot. We saw like you said investigating, but how much depth is there going to be to those gameplays because what we've seen so far looks very basic and it can't be too in-depth if you're doing all these genres so it feels like it has to have more to it than just like a Mario Party mini game, which is what it looks like a bit at the moment I'm I think a demo would probably do wonders for this game when it gets closer to release but yeah. I think the part of the reason we're seeing like a trailer for it now is they're, they're getting out some of their stuff that they don't want to spend too much time in on the February Direct, because this is coming out March, you know, it's it's quite close, they want yeah. to get their marketing running up, which makes sense, but um, it looks it looks cute and it looks fun I still need to decide yet whether this is something I'll pick up, but uh, I like what I see nonetheless, I'll say that much Yeah, I'm still kind of likening it to, to Kirby sometimes in how it looks hmm. um, and just the kind of feel that it's putting out there because when I'm thinking of the target audience for this game, I, I, I really can't tell. Like, you know, there's there's obviously a little bit of lenience towards, like, this is for more of a female audience, but not not massively, you know, not in no. the same way of, like, old, you know, oh, look, Barbie game that's actually terrible. No, like, this is an actual game that's got real development and is, is good. Yeah. But apart from that, I really can't tell who this is for because it does look a little bit like a Kirby game that doesn't quite know what it's doing yeah um, it, it almost feels I don't know. like <laughs> i kind of get the impression it skews towards a bit of a younger audience and maybe like a this is a maybe a bit of an exaggerated way of putting it but like baby's first platformer baby's first investigation game maybe you know it's sort of but not not to like a for young kids like i feel like it they're marketing it to be playable by adults as well but we have yet to see that it has that level of depth so time will tell yeah. again i think a gameplay demo or something or a, a full-on like 
gameplay set like a five minute trailer showing off a section of gameplay would do wonders for this in the future so we'll um, obviously yeah. keep track on it if they show anything like that but the only other thing that Nintendo revealed for us uh, this month was a trailer for Splatoon 3 Side Order DLC not really showing much off besides the release date which is February 22nd I mean people have been waiting for that a while so that's neat I'm still probably not going to pick this up but Again, it's neat that it's coming. I don't know what your thoughts are, Car Kai. I call you Car for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm a. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, skirting into this one, I haven't played Splatoon three in like quite some time now. I think it's coming up to a year now. Mm. Um, and Splatoon has had all sorts of updates that we haven't covered, like uh, new new specials, um, splatter color screen, which has been the point of heavy debate. Uh, mm. If we're ever <laughs> lacking in topics for a month, that's right. what we'll talk about, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, Side Order, as we already knew, kind of has some roguelike ele- elements in it. Um, it doesn't seem to be the same style that um, the Splatoon 2 DLC was. Um, and yeah, I'm really struggling in terms of how to feel about it. Because I, I really enjoy roguelikes, but I feel like there might be a certain element that's missing by having mm. it just be this repeatable power-up level. You know, you, uh, the things that made Octoling Expansion so good was all of the small levels that had a lot of really interesting things going on. And the main campaign of 3 already copied that. So um, I, yeah. I really just don't know how to feel. I think the lore is going to be good. And yeah. I don't doubt that there's going to be some really good uh, music and some good boss fights. Um, but apart from that, like it's tough to tell exactly what this is going to show off right now. Yeah, and like I said, this trailer didn't really show anything new. It was it was just a release date trailer. It it kept up with mm. like the vibe of the previous ones, but we didn't see any gameplay or anything. I, I'd imagine they probably wanted to get the release date out early, but I'd imagine we'll get a bit more of a gameplay look in the February direct, probably. Yeah. That that'll be like a few weeks before it comes out, I'd assume. So we'll again another one we'll keep tabs on, see how it turns out. The um actually before we go to our Next one, Kai, you had some uh, updates, did you Did you not? Uh, yeah, so I'll give a brief update on Inazuma 11 Victory Road because um, whoop, whoop. there has been updates. They've been updating it all the time uh, in terms of like showing off new things. Mm. And honestly, I've not kept up with all of it. I've only seen some snippets, but they've been <laughs> releasing a ton of information. And... You know, normally I wouldn't give that much attention to it because it is just a random game that no one cares about for most people. But um, they have been putting a lot of effort in and like mm. they've been developing this to be on a scale of like, you know, having a lot to it. Um, it yeah. it's, it's planning some kind of whole competitive element to it. Um, you know, a huge, huge JRPG style thing. Um, tons of new elements, tons of technical stuff. Um, so I thought it's worth covering just because all of the effort has been put into showing off what's to come. For sure, um, yeah. Yeah, so the main thing is we know that there's going to be a um, demo releasing in March, and they still haven't specified the exact day, we just know it's in March. Mm-hmm. However, they have described that this demo will have around 30 hours of gameplay, <laughs> apparently. Jesus! Like, they said if you want to do if you want to do everything in the demo, it will take you around thirty hours to do it. Take that, um, Dragon Quest Eleven demo. 
Honestly. Now, now, of course, like, not all of that is, is mandatory stuff. I would wager if you're doing just the mandatory stuff, it's probably about five hours. I don't really know. But yeah, um, yeah. the fact that it, if you want to do everything in it, it can go up to 30 hours, that's pretty cool. Um, I, I'm a big fan of that. Um, yeah, demos. Oh, they're great. Uh, yeah. they also, um, showed off that there's going to be 48 playable characters in this demo, uh, that you can make your team from. You can kind of mix and match players, uh, from the free preset teams of 16. Oh, um, nice. and just build your team as you go. You know, it's just a bunch of fan favorites. And weirdly enough, they've added a, like, one of the teams just has a ton of, like, completely random side characters from the second game. Um, characters who, like, have never had any dialogue, have never done anything. They're just kind of there to make up the team. And uh, I don't get it, but I guess well, you it's know, fun. My next question, is Deer going to be there in the demo? Deer is not in there, unfortunately. Nor, nor is any of the Murdoch brothers. Well, how do they um, expect to sell it at that point, but... I'll have to accept. It. I think they're they're having to take extra time to replicate Deer's splendor. I think well, that's, that's a fair point. Yeah, I'll give yeah. you that one. I'll concede. So a lot to it, but um, you know they've announced loads more other mechanics. Like there's a new type chart and whatever. Um, but that was the main thing I wanted to say. Is just the demo is going to be in March. It's going to have a ton of content that mm. we will cover, and I'll probably stream. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what's to come. Yeah, definitely one I'm going to keep keep an eye out on. The fact is, getting a demo especially will be the deciding factor. Hopefully, because mm. I, I was listening back to a previous podcast the other day when I was working, and it was when the Mario Strikers came out, and you were so excited before it. Oh, yeah. And then the demo happened. I'm like, I'm hoping it's not that again. <laughs> but I'm optimistic. So uh, God. it looks promising, and it looks definitely ambitious, which is a, a nice factor to it. So... Um, Definitely yeah. looking forward to trying that out, getting their hands on that. But hmm. the last thing we have in news time here uh, is, I f it's weird. I feel like we've covered this before, but maybe we have. Maybe I'm just going insane. The online services for the Wii U and 3DS are officially ending. Next, I think it's like March next year or something. It's it's upcoming anyway. Which. Again, the fact that I thought this has already happened probably says enough. I don't use the 3DS and Wii U online. Who really is using the 3DS and Wii U online? But it's still, you know, it's a shame to see it go when you think of the memories I had of it and stuff like Triforce Heroes, which basically is impractical to play nowadays. It, it, it's a shame to see, even if it does, you know, make sense from a business perspective. Yeah, I could have sworn we talked about this, but I'm, I'm thinking of the... Well, there was the eShop, and then there yeah. was the online... There was some online servers that went down, right? I can't remember the specifics. I feel like it's possible that they announced it and pushed it back. I feel like I heard some talk of that. So it might be the second time we're talking about this. But um, <laughs> it's either way, it's like, I think if we did talk about it before, we probably have the exact same sentiment now, which is, eh, shame, but I'm not going to miss it. <laughs> No, it's for a reason, you know, we yeah. have the Switch now, and almost everything is on it. So apart from Xenoblade X being left to the ether, uh, it's it's fine. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it had to happen eventually. I'm, I'm a little surprised that it happened so soon, but um, actually saying that, it's 2024. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh God, okay, never mind. No, ignore that. Yeah, I don't know, I guess it's time. <laughs> I mean, NSO's still going strong, they've got the whole new online infrastructure they're doing, it's 
there can't be that many people going back and playing. And for obviously, you know, there you do get some, but a lot of like I know the fan servers and that do a lot of things of keeping online communities going. People are still playing Mario Kart Wii online because of fan servers and stuff. So for oh, those yeah. who are that dedicated, I'm sure there will be options. Uh, but hmm. I don't remember the last time I used online on the free 3DS or Wii U. It might have been Smash Bros. Wii U just before Ultimate came out, and that was 2018. So <laughs> I think that says enough at this point. But um, yeah. But that's pretty much it. Like I said, a bit of a quiet month. I'd imagine we'll be moving on to bigger things next month for sure, especially as we still don't know a lot that's coming up. I should also mention that the night we're recording this, there is a Sony State of Play. So if there's anything big, we'll cover that next month. But as it's not a direct, I'd imagine there won't be too much for us anyway. But that's it. So let's move on to our final segment of the podcast, Games Time Baby where we talk about any games we've been playing. And Kai, why don't you start us off? Because I know you've built up a bit of a backlog. <laughs> I I kind of have. So um, <laughs> I'm not really playing that much as of right now, but back at the end of last year, as I kind of mentioned in, in one mm. of the last monthly videos, um, I've just, I just got like a ton of games done and like completed and, and you know, a lot of shorter ones especially. Um, so this is kind of catching up on games that I already beat over a month ago, and I'm only just now talking about. Yeah. Um, so first of all, a uh, you know one that's kind of interesting is um, uh, Superstar Saga. I played on the um, what do you call it? The uh, oh, Game Boy Advance NSO. NSO. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Yeah, because I've um, I've never played Superstar Saga, but I have played. Um, you know, Partners in Time and Bowser's Inside Story. I really enjoy mm. both games. Um, so I was like, you know, it's about time. I just, I, I only just started playing this because there was one night where I was like, eh, I don't really know what to do. I'm just going to stay up and play games for like half an hour. Um, I was like, eh, I'm just going to start like a random Game Boy game. I don't know. It doesn't yeah. really matter. Didn't didn't put that much thought into it and just started it. And I was like, oh, this is, this is yeah, this is fun. It's nice. And then yeah. I just went back to it the next day, and then I think within a week I'd beaten it, because um, <laughs> it's it's not that long of a game. I didn't do no. much of the side content, but, um, you know, it was it was really enjoyable, though. Um, it didn't overstay its welcome with that, you know. You know how long these RPGs can get with just random, well, not random encounters, but, you know, just constant small fights that kind of get grating by the end of it. Um, mm. You know, this, this game definitely didn't overstay its welcome. Uh, felt good, um, you know, all the bros moves are fun to pull off, even though I basically just stuck to certain ones once I got good at them. <laughs> um, I can't remember what the, I think it was Chopper Bros, the one where, yeah, I, I don't know. Oh, the there was spinny a couple one, like that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just, I just, like, learned that, did the high-tech version of it, and then just never changed for the rest of the game. <laughs> I had the, the mush badge, and then bought 99 mushrooms, uh, so I think that was helping me just destroy everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, I ended up using some other accessory that gives you double damage as well. So uh, I just kind of <laughs> wrecked the game by the end. Uh, but it was really, really fun. I, I liked the variety they gave you, the side stuff. Mm. Um, and I, I think the main thing for me is I'm so used to playing, well, for one, long JRPGs. 
But then also, I'm so used to trying to 100% every game I come across at this point. Yeah. Um, and this one I didn't. I was like, you know what, I'm not going to because I can't be bothered to grind for who beans or whatever. Um, <laughs> so I just played the game naturally, finished it when I felt like finishing it. And, like, I didn't even do certain things like the, um, I think it was the surfing minigame. Um, and, and, the, and it felt good to do that for once, you know? It's very weird for me to just finish a game without doing everything possible, but um, I, I enjoyed it. So, it was, yeah, it was a good time. It's a fun game. Can't really complain. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny. A lot of the stuff you're saying is sounding very familiar to, like, my thoughts last month when I finished uh, mm. Mario RPG, because it's that sort of vibe that the Mario RPG series, Paper Mario as well, have, where sometimes it's nice to just... It's nowhere near as complex as you know, like a Final Fantasy or a Xenoblade or, you know, yeah. Octopath or whatever. But it's just a neat, shorter, fun little charming RPG, and that's sometimes just what you want. And I, Superstar Psycho is definitely on my list. I, I'm, I'm planning to play it probably this year. It might, it might even be, like, next month or so when I have, like, a gap between games. Because I've, mm. I've also... I've only played Partners in Time, and... The fact that I've been getting into the other RPGs, this is definitely high up on my list. So uh, I'm glad to hear you enjoyed it, and I'll hopefully be joining you on that train soon enough. But um, mm, yeah, yeah, it's a cute little game. And because I have watched it years back, you know, I watched the Let's Play of it, and it'll be nice to finally get to try it out myself. But as for me, Kai, uh, it's the end of an era. After all these years, Ooh. for the last, <laughs> for the last time, for now. I'm going to be talking about Kingdom Hearts because <laughs> I played the final game currently in the series. There's a canon mobile game coming out. Let's not go there. But uh, Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memories, the rhythm game spin-off. And mm -hmm. obviously it's been a roller coaster. There's been highs, there's been lows. I got to the rhythm game and what do you know? I f***ing loved it. It was great. Aye, <laughs> this this <good. laughs> is the best Kingdom Hearts game. I am not kidding. Seriously. <laughs> I am not... Well, it, it feels a bit disingenuous to say that because obviously it's so much <laughs> less ambitious. There's so much less to it in terms of story as I'll get to, even if it is canon. And it's you know it doesn't have like the highs of like the big crazy story stuff and the, when the gameplay does get good because there are moments in the other games. So maybe I it'd be unfair to call it the best. But what I mean by that is, it's the only Kingdom Hearts game that isn't plagued with issues. Even, even like the best ones. Like I liked all the games, and I liked Kingdom Hearts 2 quite a lot. But even that game, there's moments where the pacing's weird, and the story jumps between things too much, and gameplay mechanics just don't quite function, or there's weird platforming, or there's, there's always little bits that just stop it from being like a masterpiece to me. When it, when it really easily... Well, not easily, but... It feels like it could be. But mm -hmm. Melody of Memory just... It, it's obviously, like I said, it's less ambitious, but it does what it sets out to do perfectly. It's a fun rhythm game that takes you through the music of the series, the presentation's good, the little story you do get is good, and I just... I had fun with it. Like, I don't really have many complaints, barely any at all. So uh, that's why I, I sort of praise it so highly. And to, to go into it a bit more, like, story-wise... I knew going in, like, this was a canon rhythm game. What the heck is it going to be? But yeah. that the thing is, ultimately, like, I was expecting a lot more from that, but really, there's almost no story in it. The entirety of the story is basically in the last 20 minutes of the game. Other than that, okay. you're just sort of going through 
you know, the, the songs from the Kingdom Hearts games in order. You get little narration scenes that, like, say, and Sora and Donald and Goofy did this at this point, you know, as, as you go through the story of the games and go through its soundtrack. But there's no, like, intro scene. There's no reason why you're going through all these. If you've played Kingdom Hearts 3, you know that there is a canon reason as to why you're revisiting memories of these previous games. But the game doesn't go into that until the final 20 minutes of the game when there's some new cutscene stuff. So it's it's very much not a story game. And if you weren't into rhythm games, you know, you could just... I could tell you the story, the new story from this game in one sentence. You know, it's not much to it. But that's mm-hmm. that's not a complaint either. Like I said, it's a rhythm game. What are you expecting? The fact they were able to add any story is kind of cool. But um, it it gives us a reason for its canon existence, but it doesn't get in the way. It's not the focus. The focus is just going through these songs and playing them out. And I feel like in the past, I was a little overcritical of Kingdom Hearts soundtrack, where I was like, it, it never, you know, there were the big highlights, the dearly beloved, simple and clean, the ones everyone knows. Yeah. But there weren't many highlights for me, I thought. But going back to it and having the chance to actually fully listen to these songs when you're not dealing with rage-inducing platforming or whatever in the background. Like, yeah, these <laughs> surprised me how much I liked a lot of these. There were so many songs I liked more than I did before, or I didn't remember them existing, but I was like, wait, this is a banger. So whilst I still wouldn't put it on the likes of, like, Xenoblade or something, I was like, yeah, these are great tracks. And just in general, I always love rhythm games. You know, I I really enjoyed the demo of, like, Fiat Rhythm, the Final Fantasy one. But because I haven't yeah. played the Final Fantasy games, that's a large part of what makes these games special, is revisiting the soundtracks. And it helps from a gameplay perspective when you know the beat so you can play along to it. So I've never really been able to get into one like this, but now that I've played through the entirety of the Kingdom Hearts series and its 200 spin-offs, it's payoff <laughs> now. I'm, I recognise these songs enough and I am able to get into them. And it's all done as like, your Sora, Donald and Goofy are running th- through these worlds and enemies come up and you sort of hit buttons to the beat to hit the enemies. Sometimes you have to pick multiple ones, you have to jump or use a special move. Starts off simple. If you want to do the difficult challenges, it gets fucking crazy. But that's... Oh, that's great. <laughs> but it's great, yeah. And it, it, it never feels unfair. It always feels within a manageable experience that is satisfying to play. And I'm actually good at it for once. I'm good at a Kingdom Hearts oh. game. I did all the special challenges that it offers you. I got outside of little collectible things, I basically got 100% in this game's story. Which is why I'm mad that this is like the only Kingdom Hearts <laughs> game that doesn't give you anything for getting 100%. Because of course oh, it is. No. But, uh, <laughs> but I'm not even mad because I, I wasn't playing them thinking, I need that story content. I'll, I'm well used to at this point looking it up at the end of a Let's Play. Uh, you know, once mm-hmm. I've beaten the game. But I did the challenges because I wanted to and because they were fun. And... That's really what it comes down to. The presentation was all nice. The The only real criticism I do have is that Kingdom Hearts 3 was lackluster compared to the other games. Probably because it was so close. This was only like a year or two after Kingdom Hearts 3 came out. So there might have been development crossover or something. You only get a few of the worlds and even then there's certain ones where you play over cutscenes rather than running through the worlds. And there's only right. a select track. So like it was a shame because... Like, the Olympus world from um, uh, Hercules wasn't in there, and I love that music there. For Frozen, you just get Let It Go. You don't get the actual music from the world itself, which is a shame. But <laughs> I, I, of course, have to shove Let It Go in your face because that's how they roll. But 
Yeah. I can sort of forgive it because it's the most recent game and it had so much from the other games that it wasn't too big a problem. I'm nitpicking at that point, but it's just a really fun rhythm game if you're into that kind of thing. And it's the only Kingdom Hearts game that doesn't that sets out what it wants to do near flawlessly. So if this is how I'm ending the series for now, it ended on a high, so I, I can't complain. What do you know? A positive Kingdom Hearts experience without any buts, so... Uh... Yeah, I don't see that every day. So what's the exactly. next Kingdom Hearts they've announced? So there's that mobile game, which is uh, yeah, funny. It's in, like, beta, though. I, the previous mobile games, I I sort of just watched the cutscenes of, because they are important to the lore, because it's Kingdom That's Hearts. That's crazy to I, me. It's, it's <laughs> wild, but, like, there was payoff for, like, the mobile game stuff in Kingdom Hearts 3 itself. Like, big payoff. So it's... Uh, it, and the story content is good. It's just like, who wants to play a mobile game for that? But um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll see what this new one turns out to be. And we know Kingdom Hearts 4 is coming. It's been announced. And I am, for better or worse, like may, again, maybe it's the Stockholm Syndrome, but I am invested in this series now. I am actually hyped for Kingdom Hearts 4. So let's let's see what happens. But for now, I can rest. <laughs> oh, it's the end for of a now. saga. It really is. It is. It's been two years, literally, but uh, be- before I uh, keep going on this, because let-, let it end, dear God, let it end. Kai, have you got anything mm-hmm. else you want to mention this month? <laughs> yeah, I'll go through some chill vibes to get over the, the ecstasy of somehow <laughs> having all of the Kingdom Hearts lore in your head. Yeah. And uh, let- let's go into a little game that I picked up in on, on Steam a little while back, just because... I was feeling it. I don't know. I was in the mood to pick it up. Yeah. Uh, I picked up Dorf Romantic. Now, Dorf Romantic oh. is a game that is a couple a couple years old now. Um, it's on Switch and all of that, but I got it on Steam. Mm. Um, and it's just one of those like really, really simple. You know, they give you a bunch of tiles that you have to place in order. Um, they're like hexagonal tiles that have like mm. grass, trees, water, towns, whatever, and you've just got to like match them up, put them together and, and make like a like a city. So it's kind of roguelike esque. You know, yeah. you keep going till you run out of tiles. Um you get more by connecting the right ones together and then at the end you've got a nice little town that you can look at. Uh <laughs> and you can you can keep playing in like freedom mode to, you know, keep um keep changing it if you want. There's a couple different modes where you can change the abundance of things, there's your monthly stuff. Um, to be honest, I didn't get as much out of it as I thought I would. Uh, I only played it for a couple of hours before being like, yeah, I, I'm kind of done with this. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, you know, it was fun. It wasn't crazy expensive either. Um, and it's kind of the epitome of a lot of those small sort of town building games. Because uh, there's quite a lot of them that are similar to it. Uh, I think Pana, Panorama or something is very similar. And, and there's a couple of other ones. Um, but you know, I just thought I'd pick one up to get a feel for it, and it was it was fun. It was chill. Um, there's not really much else to say about it. No, it's interesting. I've I've never heard of that one, but it does sound like that kind of relaxing game. I guess and I'm sure it can be stressful, but you know, the kind of game where when you get into rhythm of it, it just sort of occupies your mind and passes like an hour or so playing it. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you just sort of yeah, you can chill with it, and I'm sure there are ways to play it like really optimally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think the whole purpose of it is just do what feels right, just take your mind off things for half an hour and that's about it. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds neat. 
Was there, was there anything else you've been playing, Kai, that you want to mention? Or? Uh, yes, I will add my final touch, and like you have been talking about Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> I have come to an end for now with Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I have gotten all of the Koroks, I have gotten, I've beaten all of the bosses, I've done all the locations, uh, anything else that contributes towards 100%, because I do have 100% in-game. You mad um, I, I have done everything there is to do, I've gotten everything there is to get, with the exception of, like, amiibo cloths. Um, <laughs> I haven't upgraded all of my equipment fully, but I've upgraded it all to get every set bonus. Right, um, yeah. So, you know, which is still quite painful because some of these things just want like a million Lizalfos tails, um, which isn't yeah. fun to grind for. Oh, God. Um, but I have done it all, you know. I think at the end of my Korok hunt, I, I had like six remaining, and I found all of them w in, without too much stress. Locations were another story. Um, so <laughs> I heard the stories, very, yeah. Very, very vague Tears of the Kingdom spoilers here, but honestly, not much. I'm not going to go into detail. Hmm. Um, one of the, I was missing a couple of locations up until the end of the game, so you know, I went through all of the map and, and got most of them, because I'd missed them. Uh, I missed one uh, cave entrance right near, um, right under Hateno, um, the Hateno Tech Lab. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, I have one left to get. I spent hours scouring through the map, comparing it to videos online to see what I was missing. I noticed that there was a hole in, in the Korok forest that, um, that I hadn't gotten. So I went over there, jumped into it, and, you know, the name, the, the Korok Chasm, showed up. So I was like, yeah. oh, okay, great, that's done. Um, that, that's registered, but I'm still missing something. Hours later, I come back to it, and I'm like, the Korok Chasm hasn't been noted on the map but I definitely went into it and the name definitely uh, popped up and I'd yeah. done it multiple times including for the main story yeah um, <laughs> and then I jumped back into it again for like the tenth time across the course of the game and only then did it show up as being complete and I got 100% and I was like you are kidding me how yeah. did the name show up in-game, but it didn't register on the map? I just jumped... Like, it's not a big hole. There is nothing different I did any time. <laughs> it just chose yeah. not to register. It's... <laughs> I'll just say, there's a reason why I have not come anywhere close to 100%ing Tears of the Kingdom. And never will. <laughs> but uh, I respect that you did it, because it takes work. You know, it's, it's not an easy feat, and especially with that kind of smaller detail. I feel like I'd be... I'd be more inclined to do it if, like, there was some sort of in-game thing where it's like, hey, you can buy this thing and Koroks will show up on your map where they are and, you know, you can get them mm. that way. Like, at that point, I'd be like, yeah, but I, I cannot be bothered to deal with, like, the checking guides on the internet and comparing them, which aren't always complete. I can understand that must have been a lot of hassle, but at the same time, it must be satisfying to finally have it finished, I can imagine. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's great to know yeah. that it's done now and it's all complete. The only thing I really could do is go through and um, like I renovate the house because I didn't spend that much time doing that. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean that's basically it. Uh, but you know, it was a good experience. I genuinely enjoyed the Korok hunting. It didn't feel like a slog. Mm. Um, getting all the locations is another story, but the Koroks were fine. And that was the majority of the time spent. Um, so yeah, re really enjoyable overall, um, but I do agree actually on your point of saying about um, 
there being something in game to find the Koroks because I used the yeah. mask, but the mask doesn't really help that much. No. Um, you know, it just you just should use a guide. But why is there no in-game option to be able to help track them? You know, yeah. just something simple as, oh, you give me 50 rupees and I'll show you the general area of a Korok. And then it will just show up with a little indicator on your map, you know, maybe a filter you can toggle on and off, of, yeah. oh, there is a Korok within this 20-meter radius. Exactly, um, yeah. Like, it's so simple. If you want, even just have it only be a thing after you've beaten the final boss for the first time. Yeah. Just like, but why Why would you, you know, no, let's be honest, no one's getting all thousand Koroks authentically. Like, no. that's not happening. The number of <laughs> people that have done that is, uh, th there are less people in the world who have done that than Koroks in the game. Like, it's less yeah. than a thousand, I wager. <laughs> so it's like, why would you not include just something in game, even if it's, you know, not the most convenient in the world, just something to help people find Koroks without having to wander around the world with a random mask that doesn't help that much on. It's kind of dumb. But yeah. um, I, I did enjoy the actual Korok hunting itself, so... Uh, That's good, yeah. You know, I guess all's, all's fine in the end, all's well, and... Uh, yeah, I know they're not really doing DLC for the game, it's kind of just done now, but... Um, I mean, this is the kind of game where there's going to be new stuff happening with it. New yeah. discoveries being made all the time, it's still happening... Very true. And, um, you know, I'm I'm not going to hesitate to go back to the game to try out these things and see what happens, maybe do some challenges, who knows. Yeah, absolutely. And the funny thing is, I know you compared it to, like, me finishing the Kingdom Hearts series at the start, but you probably spent more time playing this game than I did playing the entirety of the Kingdom Hearts series, so I respect <laughs> that. <laughs> I really don't comparable. know my end play time. Yeah, I'd have to go <laughs> check it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But that is it for the month, I believe. That is it for our mm. uh, January, February podcast. Of course, stay tuned to Bunch of Jokers for more content. We have reactions to any directs, which I'd imagine there will probably be one upcoming, so you might see us react to that. And of course, talk mm. about any news from that in our big next month's podcast. Or maybe its own video if there's something special enough. You know, we are definitely approaching big stuff, I feel. So we'll definitely, if you want to hear our thoughts on that, you can check that all out here on YouTube or Spotify and other podcasting sites for audio-only versions of the discussions. But also, Kai, where else can people find you at? Uh, they can find me at twitch.tv forward slash mascarine. Um, yeah, I'm still playing through Disco Elysium. It's it's a fun time. I'll talk about that uh, when I've gotten closer to finishing it and I haven't got a huge backlog of games to talk about. <laughs> which is basically null now. I don't think there's anything else apart from that that I actually have to cover. So it's, it's all yeah. good. We're catching up gradually until they release a new dump of stuff in the February Direct, that is. Oh, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> but until then, you can also check out our friend Sam, who is our graphic designer, makes our logo and thumbnails. There'll be a link to his Twitter in the description below. And we'll see you guys in the next video. Take care and goodbye. See ya.